welcome to Luther's world of cryptids, ghosts, and the unexplained. If you're into strange things that fly above us in the skies, or creepy things that go bump in the night, then you have come to the right place. Much like cryptid creatures or folklore tales, they all have a home here, and so do you in Luther's world. It's chapter 17 already, and this, I never thought it would happen to me, real stories told by the people that had the experiences. We first go to Kung Fu Janela as he tells us all about an exorcism. Then Manny Lemons is back to the show with a little hat man tale. Alright, my name is uh, Donnie Kung Fu Janela. I'm an independent professional wrestler here in, uh, in the great state of Alabama slash Georgia slash the south. Um, and uh, man, do I have a paranormal story for you guys. It all started when uh, me and my girlfriend at the time, we moved into this trailer. It's in uh, Heflin, Alabama, right? It's this backwoods-ass town no one knows of. And uh, we get there, and the landlord's already one of those creepy-ass people. Um, you ever seen uh, Pet Cemetery? The guy is like, don't go down that road. That's exactly what this dude in my head, I, I can remember he looks like. Well, he gives us the house, right? And uh, shit starts acting weird. Like... It's just nothing too crazy, but we hear sound that shouldn't happen. Um, we have our dogs, and our dogs, uh, we let them just run out everywhere. And uh, at nighttime, they were just keeping us up, so we took them and put them out of the room, and we'd always come out, and their noses would be underneath the door. And we're like, well, this is, this is really weird, you know? And then we put them in their kennels, and then they, we would come out, and they would be turned around backwards looking at the wall where they would never look out that other way. And uh, one night, um, so it was just this weird stuff. And we had, we were sitting there playing Xbox one night, and we had this mattress that was leaned over on the wall, and just randomly just flipped and flipped over, and I didn't think nothing about it, because I, like, at the time, I was, uh, I was just, you know, I don't want to buy in the, the stuff that I was like, ah, it's just, whatever, the wind moved or the house is old, and then, uh, it was uh, me, my buddy Vito, and uh, my little brother Sean was at the house, and I woke up. And even at this point, like, I'm not sure if it's, like, sleep paralysis or whatever, but, like, I couldn't breathe. And I, f I feel like someone was just choking the shit out of me. And I look up, and in this mirror, I saw this black figure graze up and then go down. And I'm like, I, I, I guess this is just too much for me. You know, sometimes you have to start believing this kind of stuff. So I, uh, I tell Melissa, which is the girl I was with at the time, I was like, hey, this is a weird shit happening. We got to do something. And then we talk to... Uh, our neighbor it comes to find out that uh that dude's wife and son had actually both killed themselves like on the fucking land that uh was right the trailer was built on his house used to be there and after he tore it down and then just threw a fucking trailer on it and rented out the lot so i'm like all right well let's just get out of here well me and her go we break up and i go move in with my brother and uh his wife is super christian right like i'm not a big religious guy myself but she's super super religious so we go into uh to her house and like stuff just starts coming up that's unexplained something that's never happened before i moved in like we were uh sitting in the living room one night and the light comes off and on now that's still something little but it just adds up to the wildness of shit that just keeps happening and then one night uh because they just had their, their uh, son braylon so i was staying up with them 
and I hear in their basement, I hear someone walking around, which is really weird because we were in uh, Anniston, which is a bad part of town. So I'm like, all right, well, someone's probably broke in. Let me get it down there. So I put the baby down and wake Kaylin up. We go down there and nothing's there. Cool. We check out everything, turn lights on, nothing. I'm just hearing shit. We close the door, lock it. I hear something rumbling downstairs again. And I hear something walking up the steps. And I'm like, oh, shit, dude. Galen's just down there trying to scare me. So I go and I open the door. And I hear something like this. And I'm like, all right, well, cut the light on. Walk down the steps, cut the light off. And I hear something like just start running up the steps. Dude, I'm telling you, when I closed that fucking door and like seriously sprinted the fuck out of here, and I was like, no more, man. Like, what is this? So her uncle, my brother's wife's uncle, is a pastor of this, this church or whatever. So he starts coming in. And he's like, all right, we're going to bless the house. We're going to. They left uh, open Bibles. They put them underneath like random things like our beds, uh, like the TV stand, like just open it to like certain scriptures. I don't know. And then he looked at, uh, at my brother and he goes, hey, and, you know, is this, was any of this happening before he was here? And he was like, no, nah, man, to be honest, this shit all started happening about the time Donnie moved in. So he was like, I wonder if he would uh, care if we performed a blessing on him. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is this, man? You know, I'm... I'm not possessed by anything that's wild or anything like that, so I'm not really sure what the Baptist community does for. It's like it's like it's like a an exorcism, but it's not really an exorcism. It's just kind of like blessing the house. So everything they can do within their power to make people feel comfortable with like some type of demonic situations is what is what I was basically described. So I'm sitting there. And I'm, they wanted me to lay down. I'm laying down. And all these dudes are just praying over me and just all this wildness and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, man, I don't believe in or buying in any of this this stuff. I'm just not. I, I buy something's happening. I just don't know if it's demonic or it's just circumstance at this point. Well, they do that. And about a month, then it just stops. And, uh, and I got with this girl. And we moved into another house. And uh, it's like, this is a... There's only been a few things happening since they actually blessed me. One of the things, that, so these are the two things that just really freak me out more than anybody else. It's like, we're sitting here, and we sleep with the TV in our room, right? Well, it kept coming on. Well, I'm like, okay. Well, I read, I Googled it, and I was like, what's up, dude? And it's like, someone in your neighborhood could have the same remote as your TV. It's like, okay, well, that's obvious fucking sense. So, you know, we unplug it. Weeks go by, we don't remember. And then one night, the damn TV just comes on, and I don't think nothing. I was going to cut it back off, you know. And I was like, Brandy, TV, do you uh, plug it back up? She goes, No. I look back there, and damn TV's unplugged still. Fucking things going on. I'm just like, Dude, this is. It's not harmful, but it is scary. And uh, there's something that uh, that's happened recently. This is like in the past two weeks, like. I'm sitting at home, and this is the second time this has happened. The first time it happened like a few months ago, and then it happened. The very same damn thing happened again about two weeks ago. We're sitting there, and uh, I'm in my house, and I just hear my shower cut on. And I'm the only one in my damn house, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's pipes. And I go in there, and my, my shower is the kind of shower that you turn on, you pull the thing, and the shower comes out. So it's not just something you leave the shower on, and then it comes on. So I go in there and I have to stop it and I'm like, all right, man, <sighs> you know, you, you, you geek yourself out. You're, you're like flipping out, man. And then uh, it happened again. And then uh, if you know who Nasty Leroy is, he like stays the night with me sometimes. Well, he says this is that he won't sleep in my house because of this reason. You can, you can ask him yourself. Like he went in the room, uh, which is my kid's room. 
and he cuts the lights off and tries to go to sleep. And he said he just heard people talking to him all night. And he said, he's like, I woke up the next morning and he had the lights on in the room with every light in my house on with the cover over his head, man. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's basically my experience with, uh, with paranormal, with paranormal activity. Hey guys, my name is Manny Lemons, the man, the brand, the king of the lemonade stand. Uh, I am currently the owner of Devotion Championship Wrestling in the Al Snow Academy of Utah out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, bring me here today to talk about a story that happened to me a couple of years back in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, back in my day, I used to do a lot of cemetery running, a lot of ghost hunting. So uh, there's a uh, Emo's grave in downtown Salt Lake City in the Salt Lake Cemetery that me and my family, my friends, high school buddies, we'd always go try to capture it, try to go see it. Uh, one night we actually were in the cemetery and we made it in past the security. And there's probably about, I want to say about a what, 50 yards of open space, open grass, where there's not really any like headstones or anything. And during our time there, we actually were, we were running through the cemetery. We ended up in the, it's about in the middle, I would say of it. And it's, there was a, a there was a, figure like I want to say we at first we thought it was a security guard because he was dressed in all black he kind of had the undertaker look and he <laughs> I get, I get kind of scared telling about it just because it was so real but he was kind of walking towards us and one of my buddies like hey we got to go securities here so we actually were running to we we're running towards security saying oh we're leaving blah, blah. but uh the minute minute we started heading towards this individual like I said he's in the middle of this 50 foot area of grass and the minute we started doing, we heard a little crack behind us and our head turned. And within this to that, the figure was gone. And there's no way human possible that someone could actually run, you know what I mean, 50 yards this way or 50 yards that way in that split of like within 0.5 seconds. Like I said, it was, we, we never saw a face or anything, but it was just a figure of like a gothic coat. And I want to say like Undertaker hat, but I don't want to say that because that's more wrestling like, but it was just it was it just wasn't human like is what i'm trying i guess i'm trying to say and the minute i seen that that was probably my first paranormal experience where i actually said yep ghosts are real because that that scared the living crap out of me <laughs> if you have a story that you want to share on the show film yourself telling your tale or write it out in full detail and email it to me at luthersworldmail at gmail.com and we'll use it on a future chapter. Next up is the devil himself, Drexel. This is Defining the Unknown. Greetings and salivations. I'm Drexel, homicidal artist and king of Northwest Hardcore and I'm here to define the unknown on Luther's World. And today's words of the day are psychokinesis versus telekinesis. See, psychokinesis comes from the Greek word psych, meaning mind or soul, and kinesis, meaning motion or movement. The word was first coined in 1914 by American author Henry Holt in his book On the Cosmic Relations. And then telekinesis is a compound of the Greek words tele, meaning distance, and kinesis, movement. And that word was first used in 1890 by Russian researcher Alexander N. Exakov. See, while both technically describe a psychic ability allowing a person to influence a physical system without physical interaction, they're definitely not the same thing. 
Psychokinesis refers to the mental influence of a physical system and objects without the use of any physical energy, like maybe the ability to raise the temperature in the room or make a bathtub suddenly get cold or adding weight to an object sitting on a scale. And then telekinesis straight up refers to the movement or levitation of a physical object by purely mental force without any physical intervention, like making a glass fly across a room and smash into a wall. I mean, either way, if you know anyone with these abilities, don't ever set them up at prom to be like crowned queen and then you dump pig's blood all over them and then all of a sudden they flip out and they kill all your friends. They start shooting mine bullets and it's just this crazy scene because I've been there or I saw it in a movie or something. But anyway, Luther, back at you. It's time once again for the paper trail. Letter sent in by you. Hi there. My name is Monty, and I grew up in a small rural place in the deepest parts of East Germany. After my grandma Ruth died, unfortunately, early being only 52 years old, a lot of strange things started to happen to different members of my family. When I visited my grandparents, I always went straight up to their attic, as they had a lot of stuff from my uncle like old metal tapes and patches, old photos, or weird clothing. I must have been up in the attic a million times until my grandmother died. Anyways, one day when we were visiting again, my mother dropped on a side note that she felt she hasn't enough photos of her mother. I went straight up to the attic like usual. Everything was the same. I would dig through crates, old magazines and whatnot, but this time I did not look into an old cupboard I thought I knew the contents of. All these times I checked it before, it just had a pile of dusty old blankets and nothing else in it. When I was about to go downstairs again, I heard a rumbling sound inside of the cupboard, almost like a knock on a door. Exactly three times. So I had another look. I opened the squeaky wooden door only to find a framed photograph of my grandmother staring directly into my eyes. She was sitting at the table in middle school writing with a stern look on her face. I don't know if the photograph was somehow hidden in the cupboard or if it fell from heaven. No one in our family could recall ever seeing it before, but I know that my mother was quite happy when I gave her this little treasure. I hope you can use this in any way. Love your work in Japan to the US now. Good luck with your new show. Sincerely, Monty. Thanks for sending that in. I think maybe your grandma sent your mother a picture. What's up guys? This is All Elite Superstar, MVP of the crowd, Austin Gunn, one third of the Gun Club. And I'm here to read fan mail from Luther's World, baby. Let's get started. This one is unexplained, so let's get right into it. What's up, Luther? My name is Roman, and ever since I was in high school, I've been somewhat of a magnet for the paranormal. It all started one day in 2005. My little brother was at school. My parents were at work. Were at work. I had the house to myself, and I thought I'd make a snack and watch TV in the living room. My little brother basically owned the living room, so his toy box was in there. All of a sudden... All the toys in his toy box that make noises all started making noise at once. This obviously scared the shit out of me. 
for whatever reason, I ran into the kitchen. I guess just because it wasn't the living room, lol. The front door to the house was near the kitchen also. Maybe I thought I'd feel safer in there. WRONG! When I got in the kitchen, all the cabinets were open and drawers were open. I was just in there making a sandwich ten minutes ago! The, lev the living room is connected to the kitchen. There are no doors. Yet all this happened in ten minutes with no noise? Some of the drawers were junk drawers. You know, the ones where you just stuff everything you don't know what to do with in. Very heavy, very noisy. I ran outside, called my buddy, and got the hell out of there. I didn't tell anybody about it and tried my best to forget it. Because I knew people would think I was crazy. A few years later, I woke up in the middle of the night to a man in a suit and tie with a suitcase in hand standing in front of my closet near the foot of my bed. I couldn't make out the face, but it should be noted I am legally blind and was born with a rare vision disorder called acromatopsia. I botched that word, but bear with me. In other words, unless he was a foot or two in front of my face, I wouldn't have been able to make it out human or ghost. During the whole thing, I was so scared I couldn't move. Then he just disappeared. My great-grandfather had recently died, so maybe it was him saying goodbye. Maybe it was sleep paralysis. Maybe it was a dream. I don't know. Again, I didn't tell anybody. So a few more years passed with nothing happening. I met my now wife online, decided I was going to move in with her. So that's what I did. This house is as haunted as haunted can be. Things move out of the corner of your eye. Doors slam. I've seen shadowy figures on more than one occasion. Just a moving shadow in the shape of a person. Walking home from my wife's cousin's house, which is next door. I heard the voice of my wife's mother, who had died recently, yell my wife's name. I said, did you hear that? My, my wife said, yes. Objects tend to be moved. Kitchen chairs, especially. I make music and have a bobblehead of my favorite superhero, Cyclops, from the X-Men on my monitor speaker. I don't know how many times I would be immersed in something and then lean back to survey the room, only to notice my bobblehead is now sitting next to my mouse on my computer desk. And of course, the whole cabinets and drawers being open thing has happened once more. Anyway, even though shit still happens, I don't pay it much attention. I find the less attention I pay to it, the less it happens. The end. Hi, this is Evil Uno of the Dark Order. I'm going to read you some Luther's mail. Dear Dr. Luther, I moved in with my girlfriend nearly three years ago, and for the first few weeks, everything seemed fine. The living room sofas faced the TV, and the door to the hallway is to the left and in my peripheral. One night, a few weeks in, I thought I saw someone or someone moving past the doorway, but I put it down to my mind playing tricks on me. However, this happened a few times that night. And although I was sure it was all in my head, I decided to turn on the main light while, also, while watching TV anyways. For weeks, I keep seeing or thinking I saw something walk past, but I just put it down to my mind playing tricks on me. I finally mentioned it to my girlfriend, and to my surprise, she said that she also constantly feels like someone walks past the doorway. We both joked about our apartment being haunted, and I said, maybe someone lives in the walls, and moved on to a different subject. Days later, my partner was at work, and I once again was watching TV. I saw the shape move past my peripheral again, and this time I decided to just double-check the hallway. I knew that there was nothing there, but just wanted to feel at ease. When I walked to the door, I immediately felt cold, like a window was open. So I double-checked the nearby kitchen and bathroom and made sure the windows were shut, which they were. 
I returned to the sofa and continued watching the TV and heard a loud bang. I didn't know what it was, but I still didn't think it was anything supernatural. I got back up and looked around the apartment to find out that it could have been what it could have been. And when I checked the bathroom, a bottle of shower gel was in the bathtub, cracked and spilling its contents anywhere. The shower gel was on the windowsill and the window was closed, so it couldn't have been the wind. Then the door slammed and I jumped in shock, fear, and looked out the bathroom to see the living room door had closed. Again, there was no wind, and now it's pretty freaked out. So I grabbed my keys and wallet, put my shoes on, and went for a walk. I wanted to get away from the apartment as it was freaking me out and I needed to go somewhere where there were people. I just didn't want to feel like I was on my own, so I headed to the store and bought some things that I didn't really need just to stay away from home for an hour or two. I, just, I returned home and nothing else happened that night. After that incident, little things would keep happening. One time we were in bed and I was woken up to music playing. I was still sleepy, sleepy and confused and I kind of ignored it, perhaps thinking I was dreaming. But then I suddenly realized I wasn't dreaming and music was playing. Freaked out, I sat up and the music stopped. It was coming from my Alexa that we keep in the kitchen. I don't know what the song was, but it wasn't old or creepy. It was just some R&B song. I put it down to some kind of glitch and went back to bed, a little creeped out. Another time, the buzzer to apartment rang. I picked up the phone to see who was at the door and I had no reply. I assumed that maybe it was a delivery man who was ringing everyone's buzzer to be let in or someone that opened the door for him before I got to the phone. However, when I was walking past the living room, the buzzer rang again. I quickly rang back to the phone and said hello again. No response. I put it down to an issue with the speaker, so I ran to the bathroom window, which looks down to building to the, uh, the building door, and no one was there. Yet the buzzer rang once more, and this time I left the phone off the hook. While all this was happening, we were still occasionally receiving mail for the old homeowners. I looked up their name on Facebook out of curiosity, and the only person who came up with the same name was from the same town and was dead. Instead of bringing up their profile in the search engine, it just brought up related posts by other people. Every post that I saw were all people posting tributes to someone who had died. I googled the person's name and it brought me to local news from about three years ago, detailing how the person who had lived in my apartment before me had committed suicide by jumping off the Orwell Bridge. The Orwell Bridge is a fine minute walk from my flat and is known for quite a few suicides in my hometown of Itwich in the UK. When I read the details, I felt cold and a strange shock rang up my arms. I suddenly put two and two together and wondered if the person who had died was the same thing that was haunting my apartment. Even now as I write this paragraph, my hairs are standing up and I just had the same, I just had that same stranger, or strange shiver, excuse me, run up my arms. Ever since I found out about the previous owner, nothing much has changed. I still feel like someone else is here with me from time to time. Every now and then, my home makes noises, but it's usually pipes and heating. Sometimes me and my partner hear those noises, but there's something different about them. They're not the normal noises you hear your home make. These noises are unsettling and cold. Something is off about this apartment, but me and my partner have learned to live with it. For us, seeing someone pass, uh, walk past the door has become a natural as hearing our fridge hum. Hearing a bang every now and then is as normal as our clock ticking. Nothing truly horrifying has happened, and so we just live with it and get on with our lives. Perhaps it's all in our heads, and perhaps the previous owner's death is just a coincidence that adds to our paranoia. Or perhaps it's not, and they never really left this place. Thank you for listening. Sincerely, Matthew Nichols. P.S. I know this was a long read, but I just want to detail as much as possible. I know it's probably too long and not exciting enough to make it onto your show, but I don't mind. 
I don't really talk about this to my friends, and it was just nice to speak about it in length for once. I love the show and podcast. I look forward to more episodes and more appearances of you in AEW. Take care, and best of luck with the series. Matthew Nichols. I would like to thank all my guests. Thank everybody that sent in stories. Thank my storytellers. Um, and most importantly, I want to thank you, the viewers. So until next time, let the chaos run strong. It's today. day.